This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. As we continue with the order of the various holidays of the year or the various uh, days which are not necessarily holidays but uh, unique days in the Jewish calendar, after the month, after the Chag of Shavuos, we are going to come soon till the beginning of the three weeks. Now actually, the laws of Shiva Sebatamas, the laws of the fast day itself, should first be determined, but we have discussed that in a shiur that we gave on, in general, the Arba Taniyos, the four Taniyos, and their application today after the independence of the State of Israel. So we'll just begin with the laws of the three weeks. The laws of the three weeks, or even the concept of the three weeks, doesn't really appear in the Gemara. The Gemara only has a din of Mishinichnas Av and Matim Besimcha, of uh, reduction of uh, happiness, of joy, when we enter the month of Av. But the concept of the three weeks is, or the, to put it more specifically, the halachas of three weeks just don't exist in the Shulchan, in the, in the, in the Gemara. There is no such thing as the three weeks. The idea, the concept of the three weeks is found not only in the Gemara, but it's actually found in the Pasuk in Eicha. When the Pasuk says, those that somehow chased or reached us in the time that's called Bein HaMetzarim. Now, Bein HaMetzarim is considered the time between Shivasa Batamus and Tishabav. Shivasa Batamus seems to be Consider the beginning of the period which ends with Tishabav. The halachic ramifications do, don't necessarily exist in the Gemara, but this concept does exist. The Yerushalmi, a very famous uh, quote from the Yerushalmi on the Pasuk in Yemiyahu, when Yemiyahu said, Makal Shaker I see this type of a, a special rod, so the Gemara says, a shakeid, the same way that a shakeid only ripens in three weeks from the time of the uh, breach of the city until the churban of the bias, till the destruction of Beis Hamikdash, just 20, 21 years. So you see that the Pasuk and the uh, Medrish certainly do have a concept of 21 days between Shiva Sabatamus and Tishabav, but nevertheless, there do not seem to be halachic ramifications of that time per se. The only ramification I know of in the in the Gemara itself is the fact that we have a uh, din in the Gemara that you read the Haftorah of these three weeks, what we call the Gimel Peronios, the three uh, sad occasions, tragedies are mentioned in the Haftorah of those three weeks. But special Nihugim, special customs of Avelus don't seem to exist in the Gemara. However, in, of course, in the Shulchan Aruch, the, we have this concept in a number of areas. The main uh, siman that we're going to have to discuss is Shulchan Aruch 
Tav Kufnun Aleph. The laws in, in Arachayim, in Tav Kufnun Aleph, and actually we see from the very title that it has nothing to do with the three weeks. The title of this, of this simon is the laws of Shavua Shechal Tishabav, the Azbusach, of the week of Tishabav. Now that is a din in the Gemara. The week of Tishabav has certain laws that exist in the Gemara. But you can see from the very title that it doesn't proceed that week. There's no dinim before that week. However, we'll find in the Ramah, the Ashkenazi custom, the customs that were developed in Ashkenazi communities, apparently they were not so developed in Sephardic communities except for certain laws which we will mention. But the Ashkenazi communities had certain customs of Avelis that they accepted during the entire period of the three weeks. For example, in Siv Beis, it says the the the, the Mechaber, the author of the Shachner, Reb Yosef Cairo, the Sfaradi, paskin that from Rosh Chodesh, the day that we call Mematim Besimcha Negemera. So then he talks about not lowering our uh, or reducing our business acts. We don't build uh, pleasurable uh, types of buildings. Etc., etc. And the Ramah, and then he goes on to say, and there's no marriages, and there's no even in, halachic engagement uh, parties done in this period. But the, and he's referring, of course, to the Shavua Shechalbo, to the week of Tishabav. The Ramah, the Ashkenazic custom adds, Venoagim lahachmir she'ein nosim miyudzain v'tamas ve'elech adachet Tishabav. The custom is not to have get married from Tishabav from Shibasabatamus until after Tishabav. So this is the first halacha that I found in the Shukhanarach that the Ramah says we have a custom of the entire three weeks. And we find this again in Sivdalid. In the Shukhanarach it says after the fast day you're allowed to, when I say the Shulchan Aruch again, it's important to note, I mean the Mechaber, the author, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo, the Sfaradi. And because this is Sfaradi custom. After the Tanis, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo Paskins, you're allowed to uh, take haircuts, to wash, right away. Then the Ramah adds, the Noagim Lahachmir Mitchilas Roshchodesh Vinyan Kibus. Our custom is not just the week of Tisha B'av, of but washing new clothes or wearing new clothes. We have the entire nine days from the Rosh Chodesh. But then he says, But haircuts, we, the custom, the Ashkenazi custom, is to refrain from haircuts from Shiva as well. So we found the second met- mention. Both the dinim of marriage and haircuts are forbidden. And now we find in Siftes another halacha. The, the, again, the Mechaber said the custom is not to eat meat, not to drink wine in the week of Tishabav. However, some have the additional custom of not eating meat and drinking wine from Rosh Chodesh. And the Mechaber himself says, here it's interesting because this is the Mechaber. We don't pass in this way, necessarily, but the Mechaber says Rabbi Yosef Cairo says there are people that begin or to refrain from eating meat and drinking wine from Shiva Sabatamus. Because, explains the Mishnah Bura, that is the time when the process 
begin. Began. So here, not only did the Mechaber extend the period, but he said the custom of not eating meat. There are people who have a custom of not eating meat and drinking wine from the beginning of the three weeks. Again, the Mechaber has another custom that's mentioned in Siftez Vav, that there are some people who have a custom of fasting on the entire period of the of Shivas Abatamas. Yesh Misanim in Sifta Zayin so he says Yesh Misanim Yudzayin Ad Tishabav. Here the word Misanim doesn't necessarily mean to fast. It means could be it's referring to other Inuyim when you read the text of the Mechaber, of the Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't seem to be that clear. However, the Mishnah Burah really does say that it's referring to fasting. Some people have a, a, a custom of fasting. I said if you just read the context, the context of the Shulchan Aruch is there are some people who have a custom of not to wash from Rosh Chodesh, and some only refrain from washing the week of Tishbev, and some do inuri from Shavuot Zabatamas. So, doesn't seem necessarily that it means fasting, but the Mishtabura does say so, and that's why the Mishtabura says that Tamit Chacham should not follow this extreme custom, this Chumra, because you're going to not be able to learn as well as you usually do if you're fasting. So he obviously referred, understood that this referred to fasting, otherwise said one could question the premise itself. The Another halacha that's mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch in this concept, again, the Mechaber says, it's a good idea to refrain from saying Shechianu on a new fruit or a new uh, garment, but this is, refers to the entire time of Bein HaMetzarim. From Shivas Abatamas until Teshavav, it would be a good idea to refrain from saying Shechianu. The Mishnabura points out that it's a very strange halacha because an Avel does say Shechianu. Why would you say that this is a, a, a din that applies for the three weeks when an Ovel himself is allowed to say Shechianu? So he says it's, maybe it's not appropriate. It's not a real Easter, but it's uh, not appropriate to say Shechianu. It's well known the Vilna Gaon disagreed with the Salacha, and he called this an example of a Chumri Yaseira, an a, a extreme Halacha that has no, there's no need for it. It's a Chumra Yaseira, extraneous Chumra. And other people said that you can uh, certainly say Shechianu and wear new clothes during the three weeks. I think the general custom, though, is to follow the the idea that's found in Shechan Aruch and not to wear new clothes during the three weeks. The last halacha that's mentioned again in the Mechaber is it says that from Shabbat Sabbatamus till Teshavav, you should be careful not to walk alone, not to hit students. It seems to be certain customs that they had that uh, were not considered very appropriate for the for the three weeks. This was considered a, a type of a dangerous time when one should refrain from activities which might create some sort of danger. Today, I've discussed with other people the general feeling, which is not found, in, of course, in the Shulchan Aruch, about traveling during the three weeks or during the nine days, uh, getting on a plane, 
to travel at, at that period. But what we have done is shown that the Shulchan Aruch did have a concept. When I say the Shulchan Aruch again, I mean Rabbi Yosef Cairo did have a din of the three weeks, but he did not say any special dinim that apply. He just said it would be a good idea not to say Shechiano, you don't hit students at that time. There were people who Hisano, whatever that might mean. But there's no specific laws against the with customs of Avelus, whereas the Ramah, the Ashkenazi custom, certainly has the laws of Avelus within the three weeks, and that includes the uh, laws of uh, haircuts, the laws of getting married, and uh, in general, what we call simcha. It's well known that Rav Soloveitchik tried always to define these minhagim within halachic categories. It wasn't just that you're not allowed to do this or do that in this period, but he tried to give a halachic definition for for all these specific times. These uh, This topic was very well researched by many of Rav Soloveitchik's students. You'll find a lot of information in the Sefer of Rav Shechter called Nefesh HaRav. Additionally, it was written and some things were amplified in his sec- another safe of his called Bik Vayatzon. And uh, later, one of the students of, of Rav Shechter actually took the notes of Rav Soloveitchik and he wrote, uh, Rav Yakim Kenigsberg wrote a book called Shiurei HaRav on these laws. So the definitions and the Rav's ideas that I'm going to quote are found in those books very well written. In the laws of uh, the definition of the three weeks, the Rav tried to explain that they conform to halachic patterns. The laws of the three weeks, or according to the Ashkenazi custom, the Rav said this is a concept of Avelus of 12 months. We know that for parents... There is an additional Avelus beyond Shiva and Shloshim, Yudbeis Chodesh. And he said this halacha of Yudbeis Chodesh, the patterns of that, of those halachas are what are found in the Ramah during the period between Shivas and Batamas and Tishabav. The week of Tishabav itself, or according to the, the Sfardi custom from it's only the week of Tishabav, or according to the Ashkenazi custom, the entire nine days, conform to the dinim of Shloshim. The dinim of 30 days apply with, to that time, and the Rav then explained that Tishabav would be like sitting Shiva itself. Now, today we'll only, we'll, we're only going to discuss the concept of the three weeks, which the Rav said is like 12 months. And during the 12-month period, we know, for example, that one should not enter a Simchas Mareus, a gathering made for Simcha, and haircuts are forbidden, which would be parallel to the three weeks according to the Ashkenazi custom. You do not take haircuts, you do not get married, you do not make an engagement party. The Rav, of course, then went on to say a statement which uh, was very well known People in the yeshiva world were uh, felt this was very strange, but the Rav felt 
that according to the custom of people who shave every day, you're allowed to shave during the three weeks as well. Because we know that the laws of not taking a haircut in Yud Beis Chodesh, in the 12-month period, is not an absolute halacha that you can't take a haircut for 12 months or any specific time. You have to wait until Shi'ur Ga'ara, until you reach a level where people will tell you that it's really time to take a haircut. You really don't look nice. So, when a person doesn't take a haircut for 30 days, even 40 days, you can say, well, there's a certain amount of time that uh, he still looks all right until it's really Shi'ur Ga'ara, until we reach that time. But if a person who shaves every day goes a few days without taking a shave, he already uh, is has reached Shi'ur Ga'ara. So, and I think that is the custom of people who, Rahman al-Islan, are in real availus for their parents. So, for sure, for sure, for the 30 days, they don't take a haircut or shave. Until then, they wait for Shir Gara in order to allow themselves to take a haircut. But once they take a haircut, so a person who doesn't shave, Shir Gara is right away. So, for shaving, the rough felt you could be mekil, during the three weeks, this of course does not refer to the Shavuot Shechalbo or the nine days, but for the three weeks, the Rav felt that you could be mekil on regular shaving. Of course, in the yeshiva world, uh, many people felt uh, did not work at all with this cheshbon and felt for sure that uh, shaving during the three weeks is also, and I think that in general today is the custom in, in, in all yeshivas. However, one thing doesn't seem to conform to this principle at all. If we say that the three weeks correspond to the 12 months, or the laws of the three weeks correspond to the 12 months of Avelos for your parents, so what's the halacha that we found in Siftes? That you can't eat meat and wine. Well, you could ask, what about Shechiano as well? Why? Avel can say Shechiano. So we saw the Gra said that's true, and that's why he disagreed. But the law of eating meat and drinking wine, why would there be any such custom at all during the three weeks? And Avel is allowed to drink meat and drink and drink wine. However, the truth is that this question could be asked in any case. We have a minig, not like the opinion that's found in the Mechaber, but nevertheless there is a minig, not to eat meat and drink wine for the nine days. But an Avel is not allowed, is not required to refrain from eating meat and drinking wine. Where did this halach at all come from? That you can't eat meat, drink wine, during uh, the three weeks, the answers that were suppo- that were suggested in the in the sefer of Rav Konigsberg and Shiurei Harav, one of the answers is that in general there's a loch of mematim besimcha. It's not a loch of avelus. It's a loch that one should somehow lower your standards of happiness. And since simcha, basa v'yayin are the epitome of simcha, we say, ain simcha le basa v'yayin, the real happiness is found when a person has a festive meal with wine and meat. So therefore, it's mematin besimcha. He also quotes an opinion, a very interesting opinion, that an avel is allowed to eat meat and drink wine. So he says, because really, in the concept of matim b'simcha, that should be also for Avel as well. But it's part of Nicham Avelim. And part of Nicham Avelim is to bring meat and to drink wine. 
And the, he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin that the entire concept of wine is only to comfort mourners. Since there's no Nechama for the Chubin Beis Hamikdash until after Tishbav, there's no Dinah Basavayai. According to these two opinions, the reason that we don't eat meat and drink wine during the week of Tishbav, and the Mechaber had an opinion that we don't eat meat and drink wine the entire period of the three weeks, is because either Mimatim Basimcha, to lesser our degree of happiness, or really a law of Avelis. However, he also quotes there a third op- opinion, which I would like to elaborate upon. He quotes a Russian Tanis who says, because after the Churban we do not have Kabanas. Since we do not have Kabanas, it's not appropriate to drink wine, to eat meat. I heard the elaborated explanation many, many years ago from Rebaran Salavechik, who based it on a certain opinion of the Vilna Gaon, and explained as follows. The Gemara at the end of the third parakel of Bava Basra says that from the time of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, it really should have been incumbent upon us never to eat meat again. Because how could we eat meat when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's table, as it were, was empty of meat? There are no karbanas. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's table, as it were, has no meat on it. How could we eat meat? Then the Gemara goes on to say, if that's true, then we shouldn't drink wine. Because there were libations, nesachim, in the Beis HaMikdash. So since HaKadosh Baruch Hu's cup, as it were, of wine is not filled, how could we drink wine? But then the Gemara goes on to say that we shouldn't have any drink any water either. Because there were Nisuchamayim. In Sukkot, there was also a special libation of water. Since that water doesn't exist without the base Hamikdash and Nisuchamayim, so therefore we shouldn't have water. And the Gemara says we shouldn't even have children. The world should come to an end. So, but then the Gemara says, but you can't live like that. The world could not exist that way. The world could not exist in a situation where people would go for their entire lives without meat, without wine, without water, without having children. So the Gemara says, in Gozum Gezer you do not declare such severe laws unless, you know, the people can fulfill those laws, but you can't make such Gezer that people can't fulfill. So Rebaran explained that you really see from this Gemara that really, 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 it would have been appropriate never to drink meat and drink wine. But we can't do it because you can't make a gzera that people can't keep. But you could keep it for a limited amount of time. If I would tell you for your rest of your life you're never allowed to drink meat, to eat meat or drink wine, now that's something people would feel they can't give up. But if I would tell you for nine days or a certain limited amount of time not to eat meat or drink wine, that people could handle. So Rebaran said, that's the custom of not eating meat and drinking wine during the nine days. It's not because of Avelus per se. It's a din called Zechel Echurban. Zechel Echurban, as a commemoration or a memory of the base of the Churban Habayis, it would be appropriate for us never to drink meat, never to eat meat, never not to drink wine, not to eat meat, not to drink wine. So we do it for the ten days. So it's not Avelus at all. It's a Zechel Echurban. Rebaran at that point tried to explain that there might be a distinction, la halacha. Not just that we explained the concept nicely, 
But there might be a practical ramification of this question. The exact uh, psak will leave to your local posek. But the question was, would this law really apply to children as well? The, the minig of not eating meat or drinking wine, which in the Mechaber is mentioned as a minig of some people for the entire three weeks. And we saw in the Shulchan Aruch in the, that it's a custom for the Shavuah Shechalbo or the nine day, or the week of Tishabav or the, or the nine days. Would this apply to children? In general, we feel there's no din of chinuch for avelus. The, the concept of chinuch, of educating or preparing a person to do mitzvahs, that in general doesn't apply to Avelis. A child who Rahman al has lost a relative really, really has no dinim of Avelis at all, even because of Chinuch. It would be better for him, theoretically, to go to regular school and to continue his regular life. There's no dinim of Chinuch for Avelis at all. What about the laws that apply to the three, to the nine days? Would they apply to Ketanim as well? So Rabbi suggested theoretically that the laws of Avelus might not apply, but the laws of Zechel Churban would apply. So if eating meat would be a din of Avelus, it might not apply to children, whereas if it's a din of Zechel Churban, it would apply. Be that as it may, we've seen the various opinions of the what is Usr during the three weeks. The, we've also tried to explain a halachic definition of the three week and three weeks, and we compared it to the twelve days uh, to the twelve months of Avelis. When do the three weeks actually begin? Now we know that Shivasa Batamuz starts in the morning. When I say it starts in the morning, what I mean is you're allowed to eat until the morning, until Amura Shachar of Shivasa Batamuz, the person is allowed to eat. Would the laws of the fast day begin, of the three weeks, begin therefore in the morning, or would they begin the evening before? Again, we have a famous discussion about this in the name of Rav Salavechik. Rav Salavechik pointed out that based on sources that we have already learned in previous shiurim, really the concept of a fast day is a 24-hour time. 24-hour period. We quoted the Ramban in Torah Sa'adam that all fast days really should be 24 hours. Bizman in our time when the idea of the fast day is basically, we're talking about Shabbat Shabbatamus, some Gedalia, Sarabateves, is because Ratsu Misanim, because we've accepted upon ourselves. So we've accepted upon ourselves the idea of refraining from food and drink only from the morning. But really, the concept of the of, of Avelis begins, the concept of the fast day, really begins the evening before. And the Rav related this to a famous halachic discussion, whether you should say Aneinu the night before Atanis. The Ramban, as we pointed out, would really say that you say Anenu at Marif. The Rav also pointed to the fact that Kabbalah's Tanis, in general, for when we talk about a, a, a Tanis Yachid, and a person has to accept the Tanis, he accepts it 
at Mincha, before night. At first glance, why couldn't he accept it later? The fast day doesn't start in the morning. But since the Rav felt that the fast day really starts at night, it makes sense that the Kabbalah Satanis has to become, has to come before the night. So the Rav really felt that the laws of the Tanis, and he was referring to all Tanios. All the Tanios really, really begin at night, but there's a Heterachila, but you're allowed to eat and drink until the morning. That's why there, for example, there's a Halacha that if a person goes to sleep, and wakes up in the morning without an unusual tonight, without making it tonight, then he really shouldn't eat from the time he wakes up. So, it does seem that the fast day starts earlier than we actually think. The Rav then said, the practical ramification of this halacha would be that fun, or things that are simcha, should actually be forbidden not just on the day of the fast day, but the evening before. Of course, we're not referring to Tanis Esther. But let's say Asar B'teves. So even the night before Asar B'teves, a person should not indulge in frivolity or in anything that could be considered a special type of simcha. So, for example, making a wedding the night of uh, Asar B'teves, the Rav felt would be improper because the fast day really begins. It's really a day of fast. It's a day of unusual concept. It's a day of Tanis in which you're allowed to eat. You're, we accepted eating the Easter of eating only in the morning, but basically it's a Yom Tanis that begins the night before. This is true of Asar B'teves. It certainly would be true for Shivasa B'tamos because Shivasa B'tamos not only has the same concept of the of Asar B'teves, that the night before is also part of it, but it's actually here a concept of three weeks. In terms of fast days, you might argue and say the fast starts in the morning, but the concept of three weeks, the Bein HaMetzarim, the 21 days that we talked about, or the Makal Shaked, that would certainly exist from the night before. So the Rav certainly thought that one should not have weddings or attend uh, a Simchas Mareus, the night of any fast day, and certainly not on Shabbat Sabbatamas. It's well known that Rabbi Moshe Feinstein disagreed with this Psak. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, in his Chuvas Igras Moshe, or Achaim, Simen Kof Samaches, was asked specifically about Shabbat Sabbatamas. Now, I said that Sarbateves, okay, one person could understand the argument that the Rav felt uh, the night before is also part of the Tanis. But I said that Shivasa Batamas certainly seems to be a major problem because it's the beginning of the three weeks. And Rav Moshe himself was Mekil even on Shivasa Batamas. Even on the, the Shivasa Batamas where the three weeks theoretically should start at night, he said, there is a Machlokas Rishonim, there is a controversy, and don't forget that I said the, the Ramban says, you say Aneinu at Mariv as well, but the Balamar there in Tanis disagreed. The Balamar said, you do not say Aneinu, because he felt that the Tanis begins in the morning. So Moshe said that you can rely on this opinion of the Balamar, 
And especially because basically these are all customs. Let's remember that it's only an Ashkenazi custom not to get married during the three weeks. The Asfari custom is that you can get married during the three weeks. So he said, therefore you could be Mekil in a specific case where where uh, Tishba, he was referring to a case where Shivasa Batamas was on Sunday, he felt you could be get married on Motzei Shabbos. So we have a machlokas of the Gedolim of our last generation. When does the three weeks actually begin? Rabbi Moshe said, at least, Bishas Hatchak, when necessary, you could rely on the opinion that the, the fast day really begins in the morning, and in fact, the three weeks begin in the morning. Whereas the Rav felt every fast day begins the night before, and certainly the three weeks. We always discuss the three weeks, the period of Avelus, and we always conclude with saying that we hope these days should be transformed from days of mourning until days of Simcha Vesasa.